love, let's see you all. Um, so this is what we're going to do tonight. Um, we're going to do three kind of different but similar things, really. Um, so the first thing we're going to do is, uh, two of them are very similar, one of them is a little bit different. The first thing we're going to do is um, we're going to pray, and we're just going to remind ourselves that Jesus is in us, and we're in Jesus, and he's in God, and we're sealed in him, and that's the place that we find ourselves. And then we're going to listen to like, I'm, try, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a vocabulary, because we're going to listen to something that's going to help you connect with the Jesus that's already inside you, okay? And it's going to be about focusing and listening and just giving over all the things that you worried and thinking about and all your lists and all the things that you were going to do at night before you decided to come here. And you've trusted me and gone, Adam says I should be here, so I should be here, but I'm still thinking about all those things I were going to do instead of being here. Um, and then we're going to, and that, that's like, uh, I think it's like 15 minutes, okay? And then we're going to listen to a, another one almost straight after that, which is uh, less guided and a bit more just focusing on being present. Okay, and just tuning in. Then I'm going to share for like five minutes. And then we're going to do something a little bit different where we're going to just use our imagination in the way God intended you to use it, which is to connect with Jesus. But I want to talk about that first and explain what we're going to do before we do that and show you that that's what Jesus did all the time. He was always seeing in a different reality and he used his imagination to see that reality. So that's what we're going to do, all right? So... I realise that for lots of us, so I would I would switch your phone off and I'd put it away because that is not going to help you at this time if I were you. Um, <laughs> uh, and if you are watching online or later, you can you can do it all because it should all play. Some of it's video, some of it's just audio. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd get rid of that because you're not going to need that. And for some of you. Sitting for this long without really doing anything will be difficult. It'll be a challenge. But actually, as Paul said just last week, the greatest thing we need to know is that connection with Christ in us. Because he is there and that you do have a connection with him. It's taking that time to understand that it's there and just be there. So it will mean different things for different people. There's no right or wrong way to do it. You don't do it right, okay? You don't get it wrong. There's just been with him. And Jesus will do what Jesus wants to do. And that might just mean you having some peace and quiet for an hour and not much more than that. It might mean you see something, hear something, receive something that's wonderful. Okay, well, we're going to trust Jesus. He knows you all individually. He knows where you're at. He knows what you need. And he knows it more than you know it. So what you think you need is probably not what you need. But he does actually know what you need. So we're going to trust him. So we're just going to pray. So, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we thank you that we are deeply connected with you. We thank you that right now you are found in us, Jesus. You are our hope of glory and we are found in you. And you, Jesus, are found in God and we are sealed in the Holy Spirit. That is where we live and move and breathe and have our being in you. And Father, as we give over this next uh, hour 
to just spending time focused on you in the quiet and the stillness. I am thanking you, Jesus, Father, and Holy Spirit, that you will speak and move and release in ways that you want to. And we just say yes to you, Lord. Whatever you want to do, Lord, we say yes to it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm just going to play this thing now. together like you're the person everyone relies on and if you forget something everything will fall apart well Martha knows how you feel in the gospel of Luke we read the story of Jesus and his disciples visiting Martha in her home Martha welcomes them and continues busily preparing their meal while Jesus teaches his disciples Mary Martha's sister sits with his disciples and listens but after a while, Martha asks Jesus to send Mary in to help with the meal. And Jesus replies, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. You may feel anxious and distracted by all the things you need to attend to right now. So put them down and just pause for a moment. Hear Jesus calling out to you. Let Jesus defend you from the demands of family and work as you choose to sit at his feet and just listen. Rest comfortably there in the assurance that you are choosing the most important thing. Jesus calls you friend, and he wants you to listen as he speaks to you today. So take all the time that you need. Quiet your heart and steady your breathing. Just imagine setting down your tasks and worries. Turn away from them to gaze upon Jesus' face. And join me now in prayer to our friend and Savior. Dear Jesus, I choose you. I choose to be with you and to hear you speak. So forgive me for the times when I act as if other things are more important than you are. Forgive me for trusting in myself instead of trusting in you. Thank you for calling me to rest and to listen to you. I surrender my worries to you and my fears. As I sit at your feet now, keep me from distractions and help me to hear your voice. And it's in your name that I pray. Amen. Consider your hands. With these hands, perhaps you clean or cook. Maybe you type or tend to the sick. Maybe you play a piano or pull weeds. You serve God with these hands. But in this moment, Jesus asks you to stop working and to open your hands to receive. So stretch out your fingers and shake your hands loosely right now. Imagine your heart softening and opening as your hands soften and open, ready to receive from God. As you prepare to hear from the Lord, pause and search your heart. Is there anything that you want to confess to Him? Any actions or attitudes in your life 
that have not brought glory to God. Well, confess them now in full assurance of God's love and forgiveness and receive the cleansing he promises to those who confess. At the cross, Jesus took the burden of your sin on himself. Because of his death and resurrection, you can live forever in the peace and freedom and love Jesus gives. Jesus wants you to listen to his voice. Listen to how Jesus responds now to Martha in Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42 from the New Living Translation. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. As I read these verses again, this time listen to see if a particular word or phrase stands out to you. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. What word or phrase spoke to your heart today? Well, ask God what he has for you as you bring that word or phrase before him now and listen. Jesus says there is only one thing worth being concerned about. So what is Jesus saying to you about what really matters in your life today? Listen again to Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42, this time in the Amplified Bible. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage, and which will not be taken away from her. Worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. Well, if that describes you, take a moment right now to name your worries. As you name them, imagine Jesus gently taking each one of them out of your hands. Thank you. 
While Martha worried and worked, Mary chose what was countercultural. She chose to sit and listen to her teacher and friend, Jesus. How might you make a choice today that goes against what your culture expects of you? How might you choose the good part? Choose to listen to Jesus. Take a moment to thank Jesus for taking your worries now and to tell Jesus what you want to choose. Now listen again to the Word of God from Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So now imagine being Martha. You're excited that your friend is coming to visit, and you've been working hard to prepare for his arrival. You don't mind the work. You like making your home a place of welcome and hospitality. But how do you feel as Jesus and his disciples arrive at your house? What do you say to them? Imagine continuing to prepare the meal as Jesus teaches his disciples in the other room. Your sister joins them. As the minutes pass, what thoughts pass through your mind? Are you at all resentful that she gets to listen to Jesus while you work in the kitchen? Are you worried that you won't be able to get it all done on your own? Are you afraid of what people will say about a woman going against your culture's tradition to sit at the feet of a rabbi. Imagine taking those resentments and worries, or fears even, to Jesus. As he turns to you, what do you see in his eyes? Is he impatient for his food? Anxious or afraid what people will think? No, of course not. 
He turns to you with compassion. He invites you to be with him. So what is he inviting you to do? How do you respond to Jesus' invitation? Join me now in a moment of closing prayer. Dear sweet Jesus, thank you for calling me to rest and to listen to you. Forgive me for the times when I act as if other things are more important than you are. Forgive me for trusting in myself instead of trusting in you. So I give you my worries and fears now. Please keep me from distractions and help me to hear your voice. Thank you for your promise of peace. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Before you rush back into your day. Okay, this next one's less wordy. So it's got a little bit more space, okay? Take the time to listen. About what Jesus has... Allow the busyness, the long list of must-dos and should-dos, to be put temporarily to the side. Now, come into stillness. This is a sacred time to reconnect with something less transient, to be still and to know God. Bring your focus to your breath. There's no need to force or take unusually deep breaths. Simply notice the rise and fall of each breath, marvelling at this beautiful gift of life. It is so good to stop, to marvel and be grateful for this breath of life. Feel the wonder of life that is in you right now. Rabbis and scholars have shown that the name of God is actually unpronounceable. 
that if the characters of the name of God are actually spoken as written, there are no vowel sounds. And if read literally, these characters are experienced as breath. If you think about it this way, with each breath, we are saying God's name. What a beautiful and profound truth. With each breath, we can call upon the name of the Lord. Bring your focus afresh to this breath of life. Marvel in it. Find awe in how close God is to us. He is closer to us than the air we breathe. find that your mind begins to be distracted and to pick up the things of this life that distract us, even in moments when we try to be still. But that's okay. Simply acknowledge that this thought has arisen, whether it's a worry, a memory, a plan or something else. Thank God he knows the thoughts of our heart and mind. He knows the plans he has for you. Thank him that he holds you in the palm of his hand. Gently release these thoughts to God and come back into focusing on your breath. On the name of God. Consider the beauty of the life he instills in you with each breath. Feel the joy of each breath. As you continue to sit or lie in stillness, you may again find that your mind seeks out alternative thoughts, worries or plans and that's okay. We've been created as thinking, free-willed beings. Our minds have been created with such incredible capacities to dream, imagine and create. You can even give thanks for the fearfully wonderful way you have been wrought. Without judgment or condemnation, simply offer up those thoughts again. Perhaps it may help you to visualize the distracting thoughts being offered up, open-handed to God, as you exchange these for His stillness. And you come again to focus fully on His breath of life in you.
Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. As we are still in this time, we pause from the many activities of our lives to place our focus on Him, to simply know Him, to be in His presence. With each breath, we acknowledge his name. Feel how wonderful it is to say his name, to pause and reflect on the beauty of saying his name. Be still and know that he is God. We can use this beautiful scripture as a mantra. As we breathe in, we can say in our mind, be still. As we breathe out, we can say these words and know. As we breathe in, that you. As we breathe out, our God. Take time now to repeat this mantra with the rhythm of each breath, fixing your mind on him, taking time to be still before him. his stillness to wash over you. Come before him in quietness and trust. Be still and know that you Sometimes it's difficult to be still, to allow your mind to focus on the wonder of his presence. That's okay. This is not a time to make you feel bad about how busy your mind may be. 
able to feel bad about the lack of stillness you may feel in your heart, body or mind. God loves that you simply have the intention to pause and be with him. Allow your heart to feel gratitude for his grace and love. Extend that grace and love to yourself. Allow the knowledge of such overwhelming love to cover you right now, no matter how you feel. Breathe in his goodness. Breathe out self-criticism. Breathe in his love. Breathe out your tension and worries. Be still and know that he is God. And if your mind has wandered, that's okay. Bring your focus back to your breath, the breath of life, the stillness of the creator of the universe resting in and around you. still before him, knowing he is God. As we come to the end of this time of stillness, we acknowledge his presence is with us every moment of the day.
just want to share with you a couple of thoughts before we go into the third thing we're going to do tonight. John 9, we were there a lot at the beginning of the year. And John 9 verse 1 says, As Jesus went along, he saw a man blind from birth. But of course, that's not really what Jesus saw. He describes the man, but he doesn't describe what Jesus saw. Um, because for Jesus, there's always a greater reality than the physical dimension of the here and now. There's a greater reality of the kingdom and of life before. And I don't know how you manage that 30 minutes, but for many people, especially if they're not used to doing something like that, they often struggle with it. They find it difficult. They're not sure what they're meant to be doing or how they're meant to do it. Um, but that's the whole point, because you're just meant to be. And remember the truth that before you were in the womb of a woman, you are in the womb of God. That your genesis, your beginning was in him. And that he called you and chose you as precious and beautiful. Just as he chose you in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy, set apart and made whole. Without blame. Not feeling or knowing blame or shame. Before him in love having been predestined to adoption as sons to himself. Before anything else, you were first in the womb of the Father, who, being God and Mother, is everything you actually need. And so when Jesus saw this man in John 9, he didn't really see a blind man. He saw him from before. He saw in a different way. I don't think Jesus ever saw people blind, lame, sick or hungry. He doesn't see you blind, lame, sick or hungry. He doesn't see you, although he's aware of your pain and your anxiety, he doesn't see your anxiety because he sees you as you really are. He, he doesn't see you struggling and battling. Although he's aware of it, he sees you as something other. He sees you as you really are. Because there's a greater reality than your present situation. And your, your imagination, of course, is a really powerful thing. And really, your imagination is a tool given to you by God to see the future coming to the present. That's really what your imagination was given for. But your imagination has been hijacked by all sorts of negative things. Which is why a lot of the time we use our imagination to think of all the terrible things that are going to happen and all things that are going to go wrong and all the ways it's going to go pear-shaped. But really... Your imagination was designed to see the incredible future Jesus has got for you. That's the point of your imagination. And of course the truth, as I was sharing this morning, is that Jesus is in you, you're in Jesus. Jesus is in God and you're sealed in him. The truth is that you have a connection with Jesus. An intimate connection with Jesus. That's the truth. Every person on this planet has an intimate connection with Jesus some people are just more aware of it than others but you can sit and listen to him and meet him in a very real way but you might have to use your imagination for what it was designed for which to put yourself in that place of him in you and you and him 
And so one of the things we're going to do next, I'm going to show you literally two minutes of a video. It's the um, the guy that wrote The Shack. Um, I've been watching some stuff that he's done lately, and it's incredible. Um, but this is just two minutes of him describing, uh, thinking about Jesus being in you. Um, so hopefully I can just do it from here. And where do you think Jesus lives? If he lives in you, where do you think? Like in your pancreas? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in your total embodied humanity. That includes your imagination. That includes your rational thinking skills. That includes your ability to feel things. Hmm. You know, the, the presence of Jesus by the Holy Spirit is in all of you. You know, one of the martyrs, you know, Teresa of Avila or Joan of Arc, when she was being about to be burned at the stake, they said one of the accusations was, you just, you just hear God in your imagination. And she goes like, where else do you think I'm supposed to hear him? You know, yeah. and, and there's, we have to begin to take the risk of trusting that Christ dwells in us. I mean, that this is an ontological reality, not some kind of a mythical thing. Yeah. When, when, when a lot of my friends who have been trafficked, my, the women that I know, when they first start to meet with Jesus, it's so interesting that oftentimes Jesus comes to them as a Labrador retriever. Really? Because they can't trust men who have abused them or women who have not protected them. Yeah. And so Jesus comes to them or God the Father comes to them as a Labrador retriever. And sometimes they don't even know who that is at first. They just know they're safe with this, mm. this puppy or this dog. And, um, and it is and, playful, yeah. friendly, loyal. Yeah. You just go through it and you're like, oh, this is an image of the character of God. Yeah. Yep. But he yep. can't be a dog, Paul. He can be a cat with big fangs and a mane, but <laughs> he can be a lamb, right? But he, and he can be an eagle, but can he be a lab? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 